So my personal belief uh, is niche things don't solve problems. They just create more problems. Uh, that's why when VCs tell me, like, oh, you have to just focus on this small problem, I'm like, no. There's a whole thing, you have to go for it. Yes, it's humongous. Yes, it's, uh, uh, but you've got to put your heart into it. And don't ask a client what they want. Say, what is the problem and solve it. This is the Insurance Technology Podcast, where we bring interesting people from across the insurance ecosystem to discuss and debate technology's impact on the industry. Join us each episode for insights and best practices from industry stewards and tomorrow's innovators. Now, here's your host, Reed Holsworth. All right, we're back. In this episode, we talked to Kabir about what it's like to own an insure tech sell that insure tech. Him and I go back and forth a lot on that. So I obviously have some experience there as well. Now, it's really good though, because we get into some personal stuff as well about Kabir and some of the things he likes to do. Really good stuff there. And, you know, one of the things we get into is some of the people he's looking at, he's watching. And as he says, the rebels, not influencers. So I hope you enjoy it. All right. So, so tell us a little, so one other thing. So a bunch of people that are listening to this are insure tech startups, right? We've both been there. We've done that, uh, lived in that world. Any advice, simple advice, anybody? Be optimistic. Absolutely. People will say, no, you just got to keep going. There is no such thing as a rosy road. Absolutely not. Nobody, whether you have enough money or no money, there's no road. Don't solve a niche problem. Look at the complete process of where the problem is and what they're trying to achieve. Otherwise, you'll just be a very tiny piece of it. Look at it holistically and do things where you shoot for the star. Not do, and I'm I'm, so my personal belief uh, is. Niche things don't solve problems. They just create more problems, period. Uh, that's why when VCs tell me, like, oh, you have to just focus on this small problem, I'm like, no. There's a whole thing, you have to go for it. Yes, it's humongous. Yes, it's, uh, uh, but you've got to put your heart into it. And don't ask a client what they want. Say, what is the problem and solve it. If you ask somebody what they want, if I don't even know that there's something else exists, we are all hampered or have blinked us in our experience, right? Like, for example, I couldn't buy exposure data in 2013. It was very difficult to buy. Now you have it dime a dozen companies. So I can't say uh, those things. So we have to say, let's, if I have to solve this problem, what do I need? And how can I solve it so it's easier? And have different models. Don't follow where it has to be an ARR of this and, uh, you know, MRR of that. Those are all very big words for people who are, Uh, advisors you're an operator think for the uh, user Mm -hmm. i see a lot of startups get just caught up in shiny objects and i would agree i would agree with with exactly everything you just said um you know honor your word you know it's hard for people to just simple stuff you know like you know everybody goes through this kind of entrepreneurial stage where they want to get all the best technology and the best things and all this and we're going to do that and hire the best person close freaking deals 
you know? <laughs> so at the end of the day, that's what matters. Me personally, and this is just what my thing, like I'm a, I'm a big, I, I love to bootstrap. I like, I, I say bootstrap as long as you can yep. to hold on to your equity, you know, get it going, get it out in market. You are you absolutely know? right. You know what has happened now with InsureTech? The focus is on getting the largest funding or the most named VC. Yeah. Saying I'll get the most number of users or the most number of clients. That's not why you start a company. I mean, maybe people do it. Right. I'm like, that's, it's not going to be a successful venture. These guys, like people don't understand too, that you go down that road, you go down that whole alphabet road, right? And starting wherever you start. I have a lot of buddies who have executed out. I'm sorry, they exited out, executed. <laughs> they exited out of, of, of the organization. Really huge multiples, you know, eight, nine, seven percent equity. Founder, you know, less than 10% equity at exit as a founder. And it's just because you just get diluted down all the way. Now they're taking chips off the table along the way. Don't get me wrong. And right. I think that there is a lot, there is advantage to having a big pile of cash in the beginning, but I don't know, man, I still, I really believe you got to get out there and you got to build something. You got to do something. It's a little bit different if you're really seasoned at it and, and you have the network, you know, and, and you've done it multiple times, you know, who's who and everything. And you know what it's going to take. You just go raise the cash quick and, and, you know, you're just paying that back in that way. But if you're really starting something from nothing, um, that's my advice on it. Well, you're but. absolutely right. And it's uh, one of the other things I always say is <clears throat> if you take somebody else's money, you're playing with somebody else's money, you'll spend it differently. Yeah. And it's different kind of pressure, man. People don't yeah. understand that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's where you're going with it. Go ahead, please. Sorry. And the second part is you're going to be very creative when you have less. You will not have, you should not have the luxury of unlimited funds or whatever you think is unlimited. The focus is not on raising the biggest che- checks. The focus should be on solving the biggest problems. Yeah. And that's how you get your client and that's how they trust you. And that's how you get the biggest check. <laughs> <laughs> the real check. <laughs> it's by solving a real problem. Right. right? right. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So, all right. So, so big question. Word on the street is that you're doing something, something. Nobody really knows. Be, be a little quiet. Um, you're assembling a team of some, some amazing people um, that, that, that we know. Uh, so, so I don't know. Anything for the audience? Like what you guys are up to? What you're working on? Yeah, so broadly, right, uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, look, there's a lot of technology in the insurance industry. But it's very fragmented. We are creating the same problems that we had before, which is here's my CRM and I give, and here's my AMS, and here's my whatever, Indio, risk match, and keep going on and on and on. If we are going to have an insurance stack like that, we are not going to win. Absolutely not. Hmm. Because if you look at the insurance stack, and if you see when newcomers come in, if, look at all the ones that have done very, very well. They were not started by insurance people itself because they were started by somebody who had tech savvy and learned insurance. My mm-hmm. point is, can we as insurance people not start something and do this? Why is it that somebody from outside always breaks into something and makes it big? Why can't we do that? So that's the, the second philosophy that we have is we are saying, look, we think brokers are important, but you got to be much more agile and 
uh, savvy in how much you touch things. Do what's good in terms of what you're good at and automate the rest. And I'm not saying take jobs out. We now have systems where people have to just update all the time. I don't understand that. Why is now the job become more keeping the data updated than using the data and actually being with the client or being with the carrier, whatever it is? Because then you're not solving problem. You just have this morass of data. So we're saying, can we build something or can we create something that is open enough to include other players? Can we mm-hmm. say if production is one one thing, who should you target? If uh, placement is one thing, how do you place? And we don't have to build everything. Can we put on other people who are good? Uh, you know, there's new ways of targeting. There's new ways of communicating. Can we package it together? Because if I'm a sales, so let's say I'm Kabir, I'm good at talking people's heads off, but I'm not good at research. Uh, well, why can't somebody do research for me? Because as a producer, you have to first be uh, very shocked. You know, a producer uses seven, eight systems. And I'm like, I'm shocked. Who has the time to go to seven different systems and pick here, pick here, pick here, and then package it and then send an email? Well, maybe my skills and research are not good. Or maybe my packaging skills are not good. Or maybe my placement skills are not good. So you're saying, can we build something that's an open platform that only helps distribution? It is not for any other industry, only for the distribution of insurance. And that's one part. And the second part is we've got to accelerate and take data out of the hands of people. So if you think of uh, brokerages, take the 44,000 brokers. I can tell you, I don't know more than 50 CIOs in the 44,000 insurance brokers and agents. We don't have that. uh, uh, that Uh, Yeah, that's well, yeah, true. Very true. So we're saying, well, why are we throwing technology at uh, people and systems at people when they can't manage it. Yeah. yeah manage it for them, right? right. So it's, it's, it's like, hey, I have a three-car garage, but I'll give you five cars. Which car? I don't know which car to use. I don't know how to start this car. Uh, I don't know how to... So those kinds of things, you're saying we can't throw things at people where they can't solve the problem. Solve the problem rather than give a technology for it. So, and that's what we want to create to say, can we let others play? Hey, there's somebody who's very good at, like, do you want to be an Amos? No, they're great Amoses. Let's use them and connect right. with Amos, partner with them and say, this is what we can do. This is what makes it easy. And hey, we can be, be part of an ecosystem. Uh, do we want to do placement? Yes. But hey, we don't want to be the stripe of insurance. We don't because there are other people who are good at that. Let's use that and say, hey, let's partner together so that we solve a problem. We can't be you know, like how most companies see oh, I'll have a blue program and I'll have an orange program or things like that and only include few people because then you're not serving everybody. Again, right? I've, I've learned that philosophy has to drive what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just going to say it on a website and not do it in your product. Hmm. That's awesome, man. Well, to be continued on that. So, um, so this has been really good. So a few more things. Yes, One, sir. who would you recommend I interview next? It'd be a good recommendation of somebody that I should go and talk to. Could be somebody I know, maybe somebody I don't. Either way. Um, I think you should take a mix of opera- rebel operators, progressive operators, and uh, where is the money flowing into? So mm-hmm. think of insurtechs, right? Uh, because they're going to look at huge uh, array of landscapes. So um, 
uh, if you think of rebel, because otherwise everybody is doing the very similar things. Uh, mm-hmm. If you think of uh, rebel operators uh, or data analytics people like that, they're trying to do something. Uh, John Mollica at uh, uh, Alera uh, is good, mm-hmm. is a person mm-hmm. to think of. Um, then an insure tech, which is actually on the carrier side, uh, very new, almost a carrier. I don't know if you know Carvus, uh, uh, Carvus Insurance. Uh, no, not personally. Well, very interesting. They just raised a boatload of money. Uh, Reed Spitz of uh, HDVI. It's a long haul trucking carrier. Very, very different. Okay. Okay. Uh, because that's the, you know, I mean, think about it. Why would somebody start a carrier? Uh, it was started by uh, the former CEO of insurance. Uh, and oh, wow. You get a very different combination. Then there's a very interesting data company that's changing underwriting. And if you think I'm outspoken, this guy's like eight times Kabir, right? He is so smart and outspoken <laughs> that he drives, you know, like a, so the name of the guy is Hari, H-A-R-I Sundaram. Um, uh, it's the company is Verikai. So fundamentally, they are changing things in different ways. One is how do you underwrite benefits? Because mm. think of benefits, right? If you think PNC is bad, well, you should uh, look at benefits. Benefits is the last frontier, man. It, it is. is painful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's how do you target and data has, and they help brokers and carriers. So these are the I mean, different people. I always say, you know, I, I don't pay attention to um, influencers at all because I'm like, well, uh, it's easy to talk, but can you do something? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you've given a company Building a team, building a culture, changing mm-hmm. behaviors, selling it to somebody and saying, it takes a long time and constant effort. It's easy to put anything in words and say, well, this is my picture and this is what I say. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. So I always go for rebels in each of those categories to say, how are you different? How do you look at it? And what are you achieving? I think there's a big difference between social media influencers and okay. people that actually influence the in- industry. You know, and I'd consider you one of those guys. And and by the way, talk about outspoken. You've been very uh, mild on this call. So you've been, uh, you've been, you've been, you've been very, very good (laughs) on your best behavior, if you will. (laughs) All right. So last, last couple of things. So what do you do for fun these days? What does Kabir do for fun? Oh, my God. Uh, you know? Uh, and by the way, I, I get the same question, and it's like, it's like, which one do you want to choose? And I know you're that way, too, because we know each other that way. But, like, you know, so like for the audience, what, what does Kabir um, find fun? I love to travel. So it's been very tough, mm-hmm. uh, tough the last. But, you know, again, I love to find loopholes. So first thing, I love to travel. So what did the CDC say? Hey, you can go and come back within 24 hours. I'm like, done. it's kind of dumb because you can catch it in five minutes but i'm like well i've not got it so far so i'm fine so i travel a lot to different whether to meet former clients or buddies or Mm -hmm. you know just some place where i can go and chill uh Mm -hmm. picture that i'd sent you that was so i love that second Mm -hmm. thing is uh you know i got into drinking wine when i started risk match so i thought i'll start collecting but obviously like you know me i don't collect i just drink so mm-hmm. I'm drinking some very different kinds of wines. Uh, that's cool. Uh, uh, so that's uh, the one part I've done. And I love uh, looking at um, cars. I love cars. I see you have a car collection. Uh, I don't have an extensive collection like yours, 
but uh, I do trade cars constantly. And my wife says, what is wrong with you? Are you going with a midlife crisis? I'm like, no, I just like to change cars. That's all it is. Uh, so I, I drive cars uh, a lot and it's been fantastic the last year because there's not much traffic on the road now. So yeah, oh, yeah. zip through and then uh, you've got to have a good radar system. But other than that, uh, I love to go and do that. Um, yeah, well, I, I hear you're really into cars that are typically red in general, um, <laughs> which 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 will zip by some things in a, in a very fun way. Um, so that's awesome. Then, so last question: What's your favorite drink? Ooh, uh, it depends on the situation. So, my favorite drink, if I'm in the uh, let's say the Caribbean or by the ocean, uh, would be a cold beer. I would be happy to a cold beer. However, in, if I'm in the Northeast or in business meetings, I love a Cabernet or, um, uh, you know, one of those heavy wines. Most people don't love wines. I'll drink it over here in the summer, but on the beach, I don't want wine. And I don't know why I'm wired that way. Uh, maybe. I think that's pretty typical. Yeah. I mean, white wine on the beach and stuff like that, maybe warm weather, white wine. But man, like I've spent a lot of time in Florida and you just don't want oh, yeah. red wine, no. you know? When it's when it's hot out, but yeah, so but I cold beer, fruity drinks too. So with a little thing, I'm like, oh, this is great. I used to drink a lot of uh, um, what's it called, um, um, you know, the James Bond drink. But I realized I martinis, can't, martinis. But I realized I can only drink two or three, and then I'm done. I know. So I love <laughs> martinis, but you can't do it, man. You can't do a bunch of them. No, it's not going to end well. <laughs> I used to go to Vegas uh, five times a year. I loved going to Vegas because it was, you know, I would be, uh, when I was at Marsh, I was in San Francisco visiting an office and I had to come back on Monday and I would say, hey, Marsh, can you just pay for me to go to Vegas and I'll come back so I don't have to pay for the whole trip? They're like, done. So I I was in Vegas all the time and I loved it. So I, I don't do it anymore. It's been four or five years now since I've been well, hey, this has been awesome, Kabir. Uh, appreciate your time, and um, yeah, you're you're uh, <laughs> you're an interesting individual, man. Um, I'm sure the audience is going to find a lot of benefit yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. this. Yeah, so um, so I guess we're done. That's a wrap. Absolutely. Cut it. That's great, man. It is always it's always fun talking to you. Uh, you know, you have done such great things, and I love talking and chatting. And we are very similar in our mindset. Wow, that was great. Kabir, what an interesting guy. I said in the first episode, if you listen to it, that Kabir is one of those people that not everybody knows, but the people that really know him, when his name is said in a room, people smile, they chuckle, they, they, they smirk, right? Because he has just such an interesting perspective on life. And you get a little flavor of that. But if you see Kabir out, if you're at an event, see him out on the streets, whatever you're doing. Hang out with the guy, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Buy him a drink. Buy him his favorite drink, which is I don't, anything, I guess. Uh, but, hey, I'm the same way. Nice hot day. I love a cold beer. Nice cab. Good martini. I look forward to bringing you, like a beer said, more rebels to the Insurance Technology Podcast in the future. Thank you for joining and stay tuned to more episodes. 
The Insurance Technology Podcast is a production of Ivan's. Visit insuretechpod.com to contact us, suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming show, and subscribe to be notified when our latest podcast is available. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app. It's where you can also leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.